Hello all you beautiful bitches. I am Patrick and this is a basic podcast. So okay, before I say anything, I am fuming right now. And I mean fuming. I recorded this podcast on plot well, just to give you who this podcast is actually gonna be about before I say anything else. It's on Barbara Skrilova, aka the identity chameleon. I know, sounds great. I had recorded this podcast for 20 minutes, it was going to be one of my longer ones, and it was amazing. It was probably going to be my best podcast yet, but, oh, I deleted the footage. Well, audio. I actually want to cry, and I have to do it all over again. Like, my throat was killing me. Like, the story is great, but doing it a second time, it's a bit of a bummer. But you know what? I'm going to give this my energy. I'm going to just lay back, enjoy it, and if this is shit, it's shit. If it's great, it's great. So let's get into it. Barbara Skrilova, the identity chameleon. Sorry, scroll up because, you know, I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. So this story mainly takes place between 2005 and 2007. And a bit of background on Barbara Skrilova. She was, well, 33 in 2007 by the end of this. She has a disease called, I think, the glandular disease. Glandular disease. Okay, I need to slow down. I'm very panicked. I had a cup of coffee. She has a glandular disease that makes her look like a 12-year-old girl. She also has a history of a lot of mental problems. And there was nothing wrong with that, but from a young age, she was dying, or she was put into a psychiatric hospital. And like most people, especially with the stigma nowadays, with mental health, people be like, oh, I'm, I should be ashamed of this, or that's kind of the stigma around it. Not saying I agree with it, but that's just generally the stigma. But Barbara wanted to use both her glandular disease and her sociopathic tendencies, psychopathic. I'm not sure if she's sociopath or psychopath. But she wanted to use those to her advantage. So, like, she was... Like, she was a bad bitch in the beginning. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be calling her a bad bitch, considering the things she's done, but... Anyway, carrying on. So, let me just get to where this, the current part of the story. At least we're in 2007. This guy named Edward, just a dad of a newborn. He's buying, you know, random children's stuff, setting up a crib. He bought a baby monitor. The whole shebang. So, he's setting up this baby monitor... And the thing about baby monitors is they can actually pick up other signals from other baby monitors and sometimes, in rare cases, other things. And, like, creeps use this to literally spy on children. They'll go up roads, like, in neighborhoods with fucking baby monitors to try to look at children. Fucked up, I know, but that's a different story. So, anyway, Edward is setting up his baby monitor and it's just giving him static over and over and over again. Like, he's getting nothing. And then suddenly, it works. And what he sees is a six-year-old who's clearly in distress, crying. Their their hands are tied behind their backs and they're eating from the fucking floor. As he should in this situation, he freaked the fuck out and he called the guards. I think, yeah, what most people will do in that situation. I think I'd actually freeze if I was in that situation. I don't know what the fuck I would do. Because, like, I'd obviously call the guards, but just imagine... The panic you would have. Like it would feel surreal. In the worst way possible. So anyway. The guards get there fast as light. They break in. And they come out with three children. That were locked in cages. And two female adults. Okay. Fucked up story. I know. And you might be thinking. Oh these two female adults. Lock them up. Give these three children better parents. But let me just give you some backstory. Because this takes like about 50 plot twists in a row like it's an extreme story 
So let's go back, 2005. Clara, a single mother of two, commonly called a great mother. Her two boys were doing great in school. They had great lives. They were literally famous for having great birthday parties. Like they were those two kids who everyone was jealous of. They were like Heather, if to put in other words. Um, but anyway, all of this starts to go downhill when Clara's sister, Katrina, comes over for a visit. But her sister doesn't come alone. She brings a 13-year-old girl called Anna with her, who was an orphan. And nobody, and think about Anna, actually, nobody wanted to adopt her because, well, she was 13. People just generally don't want to adopt teens. And also because she had a huge array of um, health conditions and health issues. And Katrina said, oh, I want to help her. We should help her. And Clara agrees. I think, in my opinion anyway, Clara in that situation was a bit cornered. Like, your sister brings over someone. You can't really just, and it's a child, you can't really just reject them at home. But anyway, things start to escalate fast. And I mean fast. Anna, Anna, the 13-year-old girl, begins to call Clara mommy. And she also, Clara starts becoming responsible for her doctor visits. And the thing is about Anna's doctor visits, Anna is frequently visiting this one doctor because of her leukemia. But Clara has never actually met this doctor. Well, she has, but it was like in a a car in the dark, like one or two times. So this doctor is in constant contact with Anna and is also calling Clara saying, yeah, you need to rub Anna in these specific areas for hours and hours upon end. Not just like, you know, 10 minutes, a half an hour maybe, but hours. What the fuck, like? How did, how was this not a red flag, if you get what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here and say maybe she felt pressured. Maybe she was a people pleaser before all this. I'm just guessing. So anyway, Anna and Katrina introduced Clara to this group they're part of. But to us now, we know that it was a cult just to sum it all up. But Clara didn't. And this cult was huge on abusing children. Like, they initially were like, let's beat the evil out of children. That's how we should treat children. The doctor was also a major part of this cult. And this is where, at this point, um, what's her name? Sorry, Clara. Clara was still not aware that Anna actually doesn't have all these health issues. She doesn't have leukemia. And Anna isn't 13. She's 31, and her name is Barbara. So Clara didn't know any of this. And after a year of, you know, minding her, Clara's like, yeah, I want to adopt Anna or Barbara, whatever way you want to call her. There's going to be a lot of names in this story. So I'm just going to call her Anna for now. So anyway, Clara goes to this doctor, and the doctor's like, no, we're not letting this happen because your sons are evil. This is the beginning of the major manipulation. And the doctor's like, you know what you should do? And because Clara's like, how do I adopt her? Like, why are my sons evil? He's like, you should beat the evil out of them. I know. I know. I'm going to carry on because I don't know if I want to comment on that. So anyway, Anna does, uh, sorry, Clara does what she was told to do and comes back after a few months. She says she cleansed the evil out of them, whatever. But the doctor's like, hmm, yes. But there's also a bit left. And if you want to get that small bit out, you're going to have to send them to this getaway i don't know if i should call it a getaway but uh this the cult basically send them to the cult for a while where they will 100 percent beat all the evil out of children they'll come back cleansed they'll be totally new people 
And Clara, some for some reason, agrees to this. Not sure why she did, but whatever. But this somehow, this also included Anna, by the way. But the interesting thing is, when the two boys and Anna went to this cult, Anna wasn't getting a beat. She pretended she was. So the other kids, so the two children would be like, go to their mother when they're back, like, yeah, Anna got beat too. But she wasn't. And that's, just remember that. So anyway, after these few months, the children are back. Or sorry, not after the few months, after the retreat, <laughs> the children are back. And Anna still wants to, or sorry, Cara, Clara, I keep confusing those names. I'm so sorry if this is confusing. Clara now is trying to adopt Anna again. And Clara, anyway, and when she does this, she also gives up her children to the cult indefinitely. Not sure why, but she does. There's going to be a lot of not sure whys in this story. There's a lot that hasn't been released to the public. So anyway, through the adoption process, in the Czech Republic, the child is required to give a DNA sample. And so Clara rings the doctor, is like, hey, can we get a DNA sample done for Anna? And he's like, no, 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 no. We can't give that to them because then they'll find out about all her diseases, her leukemia, and you won't be able to adopt her because they'll say you can't afford it. And then she'll always be stuck in the adoption agencies because no one will be able to afford it. Okay, so then Clara's like, what do I do then? How do I just not get her DNA sample done? He's like, tell them it's for religious reasons. Keep in mind that I'm pretty sure she was a Christian. and I, Unless, like, maybe Jehovah Witnesses? I'm not sure. Maybe they're, Maybe I'm just dumb. But this somehow works, even though it didn't make sense. And they don't need Anna to give her D- any sort of DNA sample. So whatever. Clara is going to court now and she for Anna to be officially adopted she has to come in say she's up for his, you know she wants to be adopted they have her photo done and they put her on record so the court date comes along and Clara's in there and they're waiting for Anna to enter so as the judge calls her in a random 13 year old girl walks in I'm not sure why Clara went along with this she because she didn't know about this previously we were told this and now Clara has officially adopted Anna, in quotes, the child that does not exist. So this story goes on. Clara and Anna decide now after this, after she's adopted, that they want to move. And that Clara wants her children back. Anna sees this as a bad thing, but also as a good thing at the same time. Because the thing about Anna is she used to get off to watching children get beat. That's probably the darkest thing I'll probably mention here because I don't want to get like in trouble you know, on my third podcast. And that's just so fucked up. So Anna convinces Clara to lock the boys in cages, tie them up, and Anna says, you know what, we should fatten them up and then eat them. But not all of them. Just eat parts of them so they have to watch you eat it. Like, what the fuck? I'm gonna take a second, like, what was going on in Clara's head? Like, how can you go from a standard mother to wanting to fatten up your children? I'm not speechless. So now we are caught up with the current part of the story. Edward sees this on the baby cam. And yeah, like I said, we're at the current storyline. <laughs> Why did I repeat that twice for no valid reason? You know what? I'm just crazy. I'm quirky. So the guards arrest Katrina and Clara. And now they have three kids in custody. Keep in mind. Anna and the two boys. And they bring... Wait, sorry. 
What did I say there again? Okay, I'm going to repeat that because I'm pretty sure I messed up that sentence. I'm very sorry. I'm just so mad that this footage got deleted. So the guards arrest Katharina and Clara. And now they have three kids in custody. Anna, who also pretended to be abused. Because when the guards broke in, Anna went full on fucking Sonic mode down to the basement, grabbed the teddy and started crying. So when the guards came down there and they saw, whoa, this 13 year old crying, she's obviously abused. Brought her with the children and brought her to safety, you know, summer nice, away from the t- Katrina and Clara. So, okay, Katrina and Clara are being questioned, and Clara confesses to everything, and she says, oh, yeah, you know Anna? Yeah, she's not 13, her name's actually Barbara, and she's 31. The guards take a minute to be like, the 13-year-old girl in the basement that was crying, but fucking 31, they realize that what they did fucked up. So these guards rush over to where these kids are being kept. And by the time, by the time they're there, Barbara is gone. And the thing is, she's not on record. And there's no photo of her. So literally, they have nothing based on to look for her with. Or sorry, they have nothing, no information on her to look for her with. No photos, no nothing, no DNA sample, nothing. And they also don't understand why she would do these actions. Because, well, we have an idea of it, like, you know, she'd get off to it. Couldn't she have just stayed with the cult and watched it that way? Why would she want to infiltrate this random-ass family? Like, it doesn't make sense. I think I've said, I should probably, like I said in the first podcast, or is it the second one? Like, when I was um saying, every time I say I'm Irish, take a shot. Every time I say this doesn't make sense, take a shot. <laughs> I should do a drunk podcast. I think that'd be hilarious. But anyway. No photo, they fucked up, they're looking for her, and they don't understand the actions. And, like, I think a month or so after, it's like, they're still on the hunt for her. In Norway, a young couple adopts a young 12-year-old boy called Adam. And you're like, what the fuck does this have to do? Adam looks nothing like Anna. What does this have to do with the story? But anyway, they give this young boy a loving life. And suddenly, one day, while Adam was on his way to school, the guards arrest him. Everyone is confused here. The school is confused. The parents are confused. Even Adam is confused. And the guards explain to the parents. Your son Adam. Isn't 12. She is 31. And her name is Barbara. Barbara keeps denying her identity. She's like nope I'm Adam. I'm 12. I don't know what you're saying. Mm -mm, You're wrong. But the guards are like no this is her. We've caught her. And it was her. They were 100% correct. And. The couple were left in shock. Like, imagine being a couple and be like, yeah, we adopted this 12-year-old boy and being, I'm finding out it was a fucking 31-year-old woman. <coughs> what? Anyway, Barbara is sent to court. So right now in court, it's Barbara, Clara, and Katrina. Clara gets eight years. Katrina gets nine years. But Barbara only gets five. Because technically, manipulation isn't a crime. And she never did anything. Barbara is currently free right now, actually. So she could literally be anywhere. You could be walking up the road and this 12-year-old boy you're looking at could be fucking her. And she's literally a chameleon. She can look like a 12-year-old boy, a 13-year-old girl. If you look at her identities online, look up Barbara Skrilova. She could... She's... Oh my fucking God. It's actually scary. Like, she could be in my school right now and I'd have no fucking clue. Like, they also made a movie off of this in 2009. It's called orphan 
And usually with these movies, it's like, or like whenever you see a horror movie, they exaggerate the fuck out of everything that happened, just so you know it's more interesting and more palatable to the audience. But with this movie, even though it's fucked up and it's like literally a nine-year-old girl seducing a husband and killing everyone, it's nowhere near as extreme as this. And I just find that so fascinating that like the movie couldn't even be as extreme as the story itself. I, I, I am speechless. I'm speechless. Hey, anyone listen to this, I want to hear your inputs on this on Snapchat or whatever, because unless you're just like the one person who doesn't have me added on anywhere, maybe on Discord, add me, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> but I'm actually shocked. I'm really shocked because imagine being, having that much power, you could literally change your identity when you want to and there was no record of you. I also wonder what prison was like for her because I'm pretty sure prison for people who have like, you know, harmed children is the worst like people if you've like is it yeah if you've harmed children like people will make your life hell like as they should a hundred percent like fuck child abusers but i'm just curious what her case was like because i feel like it mess with your mind if you were bullying someone that looked like a 13 year old you get what i mean i hope you get what i mean so i have like three minutes left and this is usually the best i've done on the podcast because usually it's like i'm at the 15 minute mark and i'm like Okay, at least get this to 18, 18 minutes because I don't know how the fuck I meant to squeeze information out of this. But I'm actually, yeah, I'm at 17 and a half minutes now. I I'm, I'm probably shouldn't be mentioning the time as much because it makes it seem like I'm complaining. When I'm not, I'm doing this for the fun of it. I also thought I can get sponsored. But it's like per thousand views and it's like I'm getting like, what, 16 views? <laughs> so, um, I don't know, guys, recommend my podcast. Send it to your friends if it was interesting. Please do, because I want to get that bang. I want to get that buck. But don't say my name, because I don't know. I don't want people to come up to me in real life. Be like, oh, you're the other person with a shitty podcast. Like, yeah, I know it's shitty, but like... Like, stop... You know that song on TikTok? Like, I'll just say to them, stop spreading those rumors around. Stop spreading the lies. I'm so sorry. I'm actually so, so sorry. I, should... Though I remember, I actually was like so tempted to release an album at one point. I'm not going to tell you what year this was. Because I feel like that would just make me look worse. And the music on it was going to be so bad. But I was so tempted to at one point. Just release it on Spotify and see if anyone would notice. It probably wouldn't have got nowhere. Because I'm, Well, actually, well, I might have gotten a few views. Because my most successful podcast so far, which I think is hilarious, it's deleted now. But it was a podcast that I did in French for school. And it was me, like, basically talking shit on my sister and astrology. So it's kind of like the first episode of this. Oh, first episode where I talked about Overwatch astrology and myself, but way worse, and it was in a really shitty French accent. Funny to look back on, but I hope my teacher doesn't have access to this podcast account anymore, because if she does, it's going to be very awkward explaining to her why I talked about the fucking identity chameleon Barbara Skolova <laughs> at my school email. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry school, I'm not going to say your name because I don't want this being taken down. I think I should leave the podcast there. Thank you all for listening. Please share. But like with respectable people that won't bully me, please. Um, I'm Patrick and this was a basic podcast. Thanks.